You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. We've been exploring both on the show and as a state over the past several years how our public colleges and universities can become more racially diverse and ensure positive outcomes for their minority populations once they're in school. In a post-affirmative action world, our universities have had to wrestle with a lot of tough questions about what makes a complete learning experience for all students and how students can best be served as they head out into the real world. One of our universities seems to be getting some of the answers to these tough questions right, and it's not something that we've heard an awful lot about. Oakland University's six-year graduation rate among its minority student population is higher than the graduation rate for its overall student body. And students of color have an overall higher grade point average. Officials at OU say that's because of a highly successful program of support they have created to bolster the potential of the school's minority students. Joining us now to talk more about what is going on at Oakland U is Omar Brown-L. He is the director of the Center for Multicultural Initiatives. Also here is uh, Alex Currington. He's a senior at Oakland University. Alex and Omar, welcome to Detroit Today. Uh, Good morning, Stephen. Thank Thank you for for having having us. us on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's start, uh, Omar, with you uh, explaining what this program is, how it works, and what you feel like the success here uh, is is owing to. Yeah, certainly. Um, we run a program at Oakland University uh, for uh, a number of students who are on our scholarship program, uh, the Oakland University Trustee Academic Success Program. And it is not just a opportunity for students to uh, receive financial uh, support, but it's also an opportunity for students to get connected to the institution. And we feel like those uh, connections uh, to the campus is primarily the reason why the students are so successful. So we build in natural support services for students, uh, mentoring, uh, tutoring, uh, financial aid assistance, uh, meetings with uh, professional staff and other things uh, of that sort. Uh, that go in building a, a strong foundation for students, particularly in their first year. Uh, but when we, but we, we can continue to support those students throughout their academic um, time at Oakland University. Yeah. Uh, talk about how difficult that is or uh, how difficult it is to, to sort of um, – Turn turn numbers that have been really unimpressive for a long time, uh, statewide really, uh, into into numbers that are that are that are much more encouraging. What is it that uh, that you guys are overcoming? I guess there at Oakland. Yeah. So um, the program is very intentional uh, in terms of our expectations and outcomes. Um, there, in, in terms of the overall population, the students who are in this program uh, have a higher graduation rate um, in six years, uh, roughly around 80 uh, percent. And the things that we have to overcome, and students who are coming from urban school districts uh, who might uh, have experienced um, uh, low academic performance or low social economic status uh, when they come to the institution, it's all about connectedness uh, and understanding mm-hmm who these students are uh, and where their goals um, are going to be beyond the institution. Uh, And so we're very intentional about um, meeting with students uh, from the very beginning of their time uh, at the university, connecting with the families, understanding uh, who the students are, um, building a strong team uh, which goes to support those students uh, once they're on campus. And so 
Um, it is my job to uh, ensure that we have a strong team uh, in the Center for Multicultural Initiatives that understands uh, some of the barriers, um, whether they be academic uh, or social economic, uh, for students who are adjusting uh, from urban areas uh, to uh, a suburban area uh, where students might not feel comfortable um, initially. Uh, and so we have to, in a very short period of time, uh, make those adjustments uh, so the students are connected. Um, but um, that whatever shortcomings that there might be, um, that we're connecting those students very intentionally uh, with targeted, intrusive, uh, and intentional support services uh, that uh, aid the student in finding their voice, uh, but then also leading the student uh, in the right direction so that they're able to uh, complete uh, and then to move on to impact not only uh, their experience, but um, their surrounding community and their family. Yeah. Uh, I, I have to ask you just up up front and and with no with no garnish, I guess uh, this 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 post affirmative action world that uh, colleges and universities in in Michigan have to operate in is tougher than than it was before. If if diversity uh, is the is the goal, um, talk about that challenge as it relates to this program. Is it is it uh, is it a direct challenge or is it just something you sort of have to work around? Well, I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, when the university um, established this department back in 1993, uh, we were under a different set of operations in terms of how we could reach out to students uh, in terms of uh, ethnicity and being much more intentional about recruit recruitment um, uh, and retention efforts. Uh, but um, as we've moved forward um, and now we have to uh, look at ways uh, that we can continue to address those students, uh, and particularly uh, looking at urban schools, uh, looking at social economic status, maybe there are other um, uh, profiles, uh, indicators uh, that would get us at the same goals. Uh, and so I think we're, we're sort of working around that, but we're able still to be very intentional about supporting those students uh, when they come to the institution, because we know uh, as we admit those students that uh, if we're not there to support them with programs such as the Otis program at the university, um, that they're not going to continue to be as successful um, as the uh, majority student or even more successful uh, in this case. Yeah. Uh, Alex Currington, you're a senior at Oakland uh, University and you've participated in much of the programming uh, that Omar L. Brownell was uh, was talking about there. Tell me about uh, your experience at the university, how, what that's been like, and how you feel the support that's being offered has made a difference uh, in your in your academic career. Well, the Center for Multicultural Initiatives has really been pivotal in my success, both as a student as a and as a professional at Oakland University. And so, right off the bat. Um, when I first got to campus, within that first week, the Center for Multicultural Initiatives had a welcome back barbecue. And at that barbecue, there were various student organizations, departments, and the student body as a whole represented to where they encouraged us to come out as freshmen and as students of CMI. And from that, we were able to network and just become integrated into the campus community. And this same type of Ideals and programs were played out throughout the rest of the year and since I've been at OU every year within the CMI office. So what I found is that CMI is very intentional with the programs and initiatives that it holds to help um, support, uplift, and empower the community and bring it together as a whole. Um, Hispanic Heritage Month, for example, goes from September to October and celebrates Hispanic culture and music and the issues that affect that 
particular demographic. Um, same thing for African American Celebration Month, which takes place um, January to February and really celebrates African and African American culture. And they really just are intentional with um, networking us with the campus community, connecting us with the campus community, and encouraging us to get outside our comfort zone to where we as students can thrive and flourish in ways that we were we may not have seen ourselves coming into college. And that is especially um, prominent and important to me as a student where I came into CMI and I had a very um, unilateral and very tunnel, uh, very um, set predisposition on how I felt I was going to come to college. I was going to go focus on my academics and leave. And that was just going to be that. But through my mentor, my freshman year, he encouraged me to come outside my comfort zone, to go to different programs and to explore and discover different things about myself to where by the end of my freshman year, I wanted to give back in a similar way that he gave to me. And so I became involved with the Center for Multicultural Initiatives my sophomore year. And for the last three years, I've served as a peer mentor. So just with these very intentional programs, support systems, and both student staff and all student staff and faculty in place that are really advocating for the importance and the um, the depth and breadth of CMI's mission, it impacted me in such a way to where I was able to really bloom and thrive at Oakland University in ways that if I didn't have CMI, I wouldn't have. Yeah. Um, uh, Omar, I want to talk about the numbers yes. here. Uh, as I said in the open, uh, your six-year graduation rate among minority students is higher than it is for the overall student body. But but I also want to get into uh, the 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 diversity of the of the campus and and the challenges that that exist there. And that's we should be clear that is something that every university and college in the state is 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 facing. Yes. Um, U of M, MSU, Wayne State, lots of uh, lots of discussion about their their struggles to to maintain a diverse campus uh, in the face of the ban on affirmative action but let's talk about let's talk about Oakland first and what the numbers look like there yeah sure um, the Oakland, underrepresented uh, population at Oakland University uh, is, is roughly about 12 percent and uh, the students who participate uh, in our program uh, specifically uh, when we talk about the numbers that you uh, mentioned at the onset of the program uh, are those students who are uh, uh, earning uh, higher grade point averages, uh, who are graduating four or five and six year graduation rates above the general population. Uh, there are students who, are, um, who meet the same criteria, who, would, who are not participating in the program, uh, again, uh, who have much less uh, success at this time, and the university is looking for ways to um, expand uh, what we do with our scholarship program to reach more students. Um, which would ultimately impact um, uh, all students at the institution, but pr primarily our underrepresented students uh, who are not um, in, in programs such as these. Uh, students who come to the institution uh, who might not um, meet the uh, scholarship profile. Uh, we have other programs in place uh, to do outreach to those students, particularly with our core program, uh, where those students uh, may not receive a scholarship but are also uh, being targeted in terms of the intentional support services um, that we have um, 
uh, laid out with our scholarship program. And so we mimic those services uh, to other programs uh, and that program in particular. Uh, we know that um, when students come in uh, with ac academic difficulties um, and, and, and if diversity uh, in terms of um, uh, their peers, uh, the faculty members that they see, uh, and if there is not a representation uh, that those students um, uh, will be challenged, not only academically, um, but uh, in terms of a racial understanding, uh, being from an urban school, uh, coming to an institution uh, in a suburban area, that those may pre present barriers uh, for students. Uh, and if we don't address those immediately, um, particularly during uh, the onset of uh, uh, the student being admitted to the institution, uh, orientations and other things that we have to be very intentional about um, before the student even begins uh, their first year, uh, where we can begin to uh, accelerate the transition uh, and the time it's going to take for the adjustment period for students um, to not only academically, if they're having those challenges, but also um, um, if there are diversity things and um, understanding a, di a different culture, uh, if students are not aware of that, um, and our office comes in and provides those support services. Uh, and, and, and being very intentional uh, about that, um, I think has led us to the results that we have now, uh, where we're continuing to uh, retain students um, who are in this particular program at a 90% clip, uh, as well as continue to graduate those students um, um, so that they can continue to be successful. But yeah. these are the things that we know um, as professionals uh, at the university that we have to be uh, very supportive. If we're going to admit students uh, with uh, lower socioeconomic status or students who, uh, in my case, when I came to Oakland University, uh, a student who had been uh, prepared academically, in order for me to be successful at the university, I was going to have to be connected uh, to these support services. Yeah. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation about diversity on campuses and what it means to a well-rounded education. Stay with us and stay with us on the phones, 313-577-1019. Tell us how much diversity matters to you in terms of a college experience. We'll be right back on Detroit Today. You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. Our guests are Omar Brown L. He's the director of the Center for Multicultural Initiatives at Oakland University. Also here is Alex Currington, a senior at Oakland University. They're here to talk about the graduation rates at Oakland University for minority students. They are higher than they are for the overall student body. There's also a very successful program of support that the college has developed to bolster the potential of the school's minority students. If you want to join the conversation, give us a call. Tell us how much diversity matters to you in terms of a college experience. Is it something that you considered when you're looking at schools, or is it something that as you look to send your, your kids off to college is one of the things that you're looking at in terms of uh, what these schools uh, environments and campuses look like? Are you looking at diversity as you make those choices? Also, especially if you're a current college student somewhere here in the state of Michigan, tell us what your experience has been like 
with regard to diversity? Are you a student for, uh, who's part of an ethnic uh, minority in this country uh, who's had to sort of navigate that minority status on a college campus here in, in Michigan? Are you a student who's from a majority ethnic background and have noticed that dynamic. Uh, we really want to hear what those experiences have been like and how you think they could be improved uh, by those campuses. 313-577-1019 is always the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there uh, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today and we'll try to work you into the conversation. Uh, Alex Currington, I want to talk to you about climate and the experience uh, there in, in, at Oakland. Um, uh, what, uh, what has that been like? And how have you, how have you navigated that experience uh, of being, you know, a smallish minority on, on a campus that is, that is mostly white? Okay, so um, yeah, Oakland University is a predominantly white institution, as you said, and navigating it can be it's it can be tricky at times. It's not something that I personally am aware of 24 seven. Um, it's something that I just kind of contend with and work with from a week to week basis. So some days I understand that when I go into a classroom, I am the only person of color there and that some topics may come up that are pertaining particularly to my community. Um, that in some ways I feel the focus is shifted onto me because I am the only representative of that community in the classroom. Um, and when I do feel like I just am becoming more focused on my ethnic, um, my ethnic background and maybe feeling a bit uncomfortable, the Center for Multicultural Initiatives is the first place I go to. It really mm -hmm. serves as a source of comfort and, and support for me to go and just work through some of the issues I have or may have um, as a, a minority student at a predominantly white institution. But there are other times where I actually use it um, to motivate me to um, excel and, and prosper within the classroom. So I already have um, a kind of way when I go about academically where I sit at the front of the classroom and I'm very engaged with my professor, no matter it, what um, background they may come from. And that when I sometimes become aware that I am the only person of color in a classroom, I become more engaged and I make sure my mm -hmm. voice is heard and I make sure I'm offering up different perspectives than those that come from other communities, whether it be majority or minority, may have. Sure. Because um, I feel like when you have um, the more diversity you have, the more rich and comprehensive kinds of conversations you can have on critical talks um, to where it can be beneficial for all those who. Yeah, but that's I, I don't mean to cut you off there, Alex, but but that's a lot of pressure. Isn't it to to sort of carry that burden of of, of feeling as though it's your responsibility because mm -hmm. there aren't more kids like you to 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 have to inject those ideas to have mm -hmm. to voice those ideas in a classroom. Right. It, it absolutely can um can be very overwhelming at times, um and that's when you just gotta I go back to my foundation, right? That I'm here. Um, for academics first, and I'm here to learn and become better and be the person who I want to be, no matter what my ethnic background is. 
But when it becomes focused mainly on race, I understand that I am not going to represent my entire demographic. And I make sure that when I am the sole or one of very few um, members of a minority in a classroom, that I make that very clear, that these are my Mm -hmm. personal views and that this does not reflect the um the culture as a whole everybody right <laughs> I not, don't don't generalize my views because for some people that may be the first time that they're hearing a person of color touch on a particular topic such as race and ethnic relations or the historical um implica- the the implications of historical practices be, um on minority members so it definitely can feel like a lot of pressure but through the Center for Multicultural Initiatives and the other support systems around campus, I've become comfortable being uncomfortable. And through that, um, I feel more empowered when I do have to have these types of conversations. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Uh, You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. Let's go to Sochi and Ann Arbor. Sochi, welcome to Detroit Today. Hi, good morning. Uh-huh. So, yeah, and kind of to touch on what Alex was saying, it's very true, and I work a lot in diversity, equity, and inclusion work on two campuses in Ann Arbor and Ipsy, and it is a lot of burden. It is a lot of pressure often for minority students learning to navigate through these universities where, you know, you are the minority, and a lot of the systems and support systems that exist aren't necessarily created for you. But what I have noticed being a student but also doing this work is that a lot of universities are trying to be more intentional, not just about, you know, educating minority students on where you can find support, but also educating the general college population and saying you need to take initiative and start learning more about other race, other ethnicities, other cultures. You see a lot of more diversity training programs and students and staff, especially with a lot of, you know, the political climate going on and how that's affected college campuses. You see a lot of student activism, and that has a deep effect, especially when on the national climate, minorities might feel attacked, and then on a campus, you know, an incident might happen somewhere where you're supposed to be going to get, you know, get your education, you're supposed to feel safe, and then you have incidents of racism happening in your residence halls, you know, and so it's definitely a very difficult situation, but I'm glad that as, you know, somebody who's entering the student affairs profession, I'm seeing a lot of universities put more money, put more uh, awareness and visibility into how, in order to be one of the leaders in the best, one is be one of the best institutions. Diversity needs to be at the forefront yeah. because of the changing demographics. You know, it's something we can't avoid. Right, uh, Sochi. Great, great comments. Thanks very much for calling and adding that to the conversation. I think, in, in particular, uh, this idea that diversity benefits everybody, not just uh, students who are from ethnic minority backgrounds, uh, is is really important to keep in mind. Uh, let's go to Kevin in Auburn Hills. Kevin, welcome to Detroit today. Good morning. How are you all doing? Good. How are you? Very well. Doing good. I am a student at Oakland University right now. I am in my third year at OU studying uh, information technology. And at one point, I was actually working for the university in the uh, School of Engineering Computer Science. Um, one of the things that I noticed a lot with OU is I, there is a lot of diversity at OU from, uh, I've dealt with people and have worked with people that, that come from France, that come from Australia, that come from all over the world, that, that, you know, I've worked with people that 
don't have English as their first language that we're trying to work with in a professional environment. And I like the fact mm-hmm. that OU has really provided that sort of that that professional side of um, of, 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 of allowing me to interact. You know, I, I come from a small town. I come from a small town of three thousand people. You know, mm-hmm. th- there wasn't really a whole lot of diversity. And then when you go off to yeah. OU, you know, I, I'm working with with students from all different backgrounds in 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 a in a hands on in right. a hands on. No, so. Kevin. Kevin, I, I I really appreciate uh, you calling and, and and again adding that perspective, uh, that the idea that uh, diversity is not just for minority students. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Kevin is is making that point really, really strongly. Um, uh, really quickly, line. Uh, I want to get to Carolyn in Royal Oak. Uh, we've got about two minutes left, but Carolyn, I want to get you in here. Carolyn. Hi. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Uh I I graduated 60 years ago from a nursing school in Detroit, and the first people of color were in my class, and I Mm -hmm. was enriched by it. I learned a heck of a lot. So I'm really nursing school. What nursing school? uh, St. Joe's on the Boulevard. They tore it out for the uh, Cadillac plant. Yeah. Anyway, I'm glad you're doing this. We have to bring people's awareness up. I, I think Thanks. that's a great, that's a wonderful perspective from a long time ago at the sort of dawn of these efforts to get uh, more diverse campuses. Okay, Omar Brown L., Director of the Center for Multicultural Initiatives at Oakland University. Thanks very much for being here. Oh, thanks again for having us. Mm-hmm. And Alex Currington, a senior at Oakland University, good luck to you. Thank you, uh, thank you. you. Finish your studies. Okay, that's going to do it for me today. I will be back tomorrow. Uh, Detroit Today is produced by Laura Weber Davis and Jake Neer. Our program director is Joan Isabella. The technical director and engineer is Matthew Trevathan. And the associate producers are Ziad Butch and Gus Navarro. Detroit Today's theme song was composed by WDET's Sam Bobian. I want to thank, again, the folks here at WUSF in Tampa, Florida, and engineer Craig George in particular for making it possible for me to be there with you in Detroit today. I'm in Tampa for the AWP Writers Conference. I will be back in Detroit tomorrow. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station, a community service of Wayne State University. I'll see you tomorrow.